What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, the Royal Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards lose to the Pelicans 142 to 122. The Wizards are now 3 and 20 on the season. We're talking about Bilal uh, Kulabali's another good performance by Bilal Kulabali. And of course, we will talk about the uh, news this morning about moving to Virginia. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So, all right, once again, the Wizards lost 142 to 122. So, Brandon, where did it go wrong? They had a hot start to start off, but uh, where did it go wrong? And uh, what did you see from Bilal Kulabali tonight? Oh, good question, man. Um, Where did it go wrong? Rebounding. Um. Because if you look at their stats, uh, perimeter-wise, we're about, about even. They shot 47%. We shot 43% from three-point line. Uh, so the stat lines is very similar with the Pelicans, but rebounding is where we lost. Uh, they out-rebounded us 56-39, to 39, including 10 offensive rebounds. So, again, it continues to be an issue. Points in the paint, 54-38. to 38. Um, So, again, you know, defending the paint and getting rebounds, uh, allowing the other team to extend – possessions continues to be an issue if you look at individual performances valachunas the well-known wizards killer dropped 18 rebounds <laughs> or he collected 18 rebounds man so kind of mirrors uh mark williams with his 20 plus rebound night um but so yeah that's the tale of the tape uh, again we are a really really abysmal and bad rebounding team gaff just was overmatched valachunas out muscle man and just we can we continue to say that about gaff where when he goes against legitimate NBA centers, he struggles. He gets out-muscled. And Valachunas, you know, he's a guy who's got some strength, but he can also stretch the floor. So, yeah, rebounding was abysmal, and it led to them getting extended possessions and getting a lot more shots, a lot more open looks out of the paint. But look at that Bilal. Man, oh, man, Bilal. I'm trying to tell you, man. I say, I, I feel like I say this every game. Bilal is going to be special. And I'm pulling up his stat line now, but – um, his defense, his offense, I mean, he's not, you know, everything. I just, I love the whole package about Bilal Kulabali. But um, looking at his stat line, uh, he played 31 minutes. He uh, was scoring 16 points, five rebounds, shooting six for nine from the field, four for six from three-point range. One still, one block. I mean, he's not hesitant to take that shot, and he's hitting it at a high clip. Now, he did hit an air ball, but I'm not even mad at him because, I mean, four for six from three, man. He continues to impress me offensively. Defensively, he is a monster. He's a dog in the defensive end. Um, he he continues to look really, really good. Uh, looking at this uh, starting five, Tyus Jones, very underwhelming, six points, 26 minutes. Jordan Poole, again, struggled, 11 points, shooting five for 12 in the field, one for five and three, five turnovers. He did get a block and two steals, but overall, very underwhelming. Danny tonight, 13 points, six rebounds, seven assists. So a very, very, very solid stat line from him, shooting four for eight from the field. And Kuzma led the way tonight, 27 points, seven rebounds, four assists, shooting 10 for 19, including four from eight from three. So Kuzma did his thing with, like he always does, 
He's a guy that you can depend on him 20 plus points tonight, man. I mean, just he's that score for us. And he looked good. I believe he had 20. Most of his points were in the first half, I believe. So he was rocking in the first half, nah, non-existent in the second. And then Gav, 13.6 rebounds, but two blocks when still. But to me, he's just, I feel like I say this all the time, he's a backup, man. You know, he's he struggling against Valachunas. Valachunas is just so much stronger, man. So uh, getting back to Bilal, he... Am I ready to say he's a face? Not yet, man, but he is getting there. This kid is definitely part of the foundation. He is a bright spot for the future of this team because there's a lot of <laughs> new things happening in the future for this team that we're going to talk about in a little bit, man. But Bilal, he, he continues to impress me. You know, his his offensive side is coming along a lot faster than I thought it was. You know, when he was got drafted, we both knew he was going to be a project. Um, somebody's going to have to be developed, but he is catching on fast. I mean, you see improvement on this offensive side fast, man. You know, you don't see any hesitancy. You know, he's driving the lane. So, you know, obviously, he needs to tinker with a few things. You know, he's a young guy. But, wow. he, In my opinion, he's a future star in his league. And it shows game after game. He consistently has a big impact on every game, regardless of the scoreline. You see the effort from him. You see the progress. And I'm very, very excited to see what he can do in the future. Yeah, Blau's playing really well. He shoot, he shot the ball well from the three-point line, ended up with uh, 16 points off the bench, six for nine from the field, four for six from the three-point line, five boards, jack of all trades. Uh, was able to, you know, get to the basket well, finish the transition. Um, he's been super consistent, man. He comes out, plays hard, two-way, two-way guy, plays tough defensively as well. Yeah. Gives maximum ever, effort every night, and you see him improving every night. So I, I really love that from him. Had a block and a steal. Uh, one assist, five boards. So I love the way that he's playing. Even under the circumstances of them getting blown out every night, he looks like he's out there trying to improve his game and get better each game. Um, as far as the Wizards, uh, you brought it up rebounding. They got out-rebounded. Jonas Valanciunas had 18 boards. Yeah, he had 15 defensive rebounds, three offensive boards, ended up with 18 boards, 16 points. On FanDuel, I did take a double-double and win for Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> it was minus 118. So we say this every game. If you're yeah. betting on FanDuel, bet on the opposing center to get a double-double against Daniel Gafford or Mescala or whoever, just the whole Wizards team. They're going to get a double-double. Brandon Ingram putting up 40 points. They announced Zion was out in the middle of the day. I want to say around like 4 or 5 o'clock they announced Zion was out. I, I personally thought Zion was going to play, but of yeah. course, you just never know with these guys, especially in, the, in today's world in the NBA. Um, that that made Brandon Ingram have to step up. Trey Murphy had to step up with guys out with uh, Zion being out. Trey Murphy had 27 off the bench. He was a plus 43. He was six for seven from the three-point line, which is insane. <laughs> and a part of that is on coaching. If a guy is really that hot, you just can't keep letting him shoot from the three. Six yeah. for seven is almost yeah. like a, a practice. Like he, He's just shooting practice threes like an all-star or a three-point contest out there. Uh, Narji Marshall, two for five from the three. Uh, CJ McCollum, four for six from the three-point line. Alvarado, two for three from the three-point line. So the three-point defense was terrible. Just defense as a whole, defense in general was terrible. Brandon Ingram got anywhere he wanted to on the floor. He had some yeah. easy looks, easy jumpers. So the defense is as always, like Kuzma said, they can't guard a stop sign. Uh, <laughs> Kuzma, 27 points, 10 for 19, four for eight from the field. Denny had some good moments. I thought he had some good pass. He had a behind-the-back pass. To Corey Kispert for three, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, Gafford with 13 points. Of course, you know, he just – He'll he'll you know score around the rim, but he just has to find ways to bring some physicality to the game and make it tougher on on other bigs than what it is right now. Uh, Jordan Poole, once again, just another inconsistent game. 
uh, five for 12 in the field. He had some good moments, and then he had air ball three. He'll make one three and then air ball one. So uh, he, he just had a he had a roller coaster game like he's had for the whole yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail in the head, man. Uh, Jordan Poole overall has just been very, very, very underwhelming, and that is mm-hmm. probably the most positive way I could say – a positive word I could say about his performance so far this season, man. It's just very underwhelming. And I think that, you know, we said it in the past, man. I think that the, the jig is up as far as – you know, the Seekers out on how to play against Jordan Poole. You know, how much did that lineup in Golden State really shield a lot of the – and then, you know what I mean, his game. Because he – look, he's a young guy who can definitely play in this league, man. But with him, it's just the shenanigans, right? I mean, you know, he got away with a lot in Golden State because he had that shield. You know, Clay, Stephen, you know, and then Draymond, which, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Draymond yeah. ain't going to be playing for a while, but – yeah. yeah, man. So it's just it's 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 hard to see, man, because he's a young guy. He's a young talent, man. It's just he's been very underwhelming, and we're we're in a pickle. The Wizards are really in a pickle right now, man, because you know it behooves us and it behooves him, behooves him equally to get his value up. Because you know if he continues to play like this, it's looking more and more like a bad contract. And it's crazy because what like twenty one games ago we were talking about how he might be the face of the team, and then that quick. We're talking about what trade packages to send him out of town, man. So that just shows you how quick, man. But, yeah, Jordan Poole, I'm, I'm hoping he picks up some momentum, man, and, and figures it out. I really do because he can play. It's just I don't know what the factor is. I, You know, I have my opinion of it, but I just think that he was shielded a lot in Golden State. And now that he, you know, he has to take a bigger role, he struggled. So to me, going forward, I think that he's a sixth man. He's a guy who can run the second unit, but – he hasn't shown me enough this year, man, to, to, to show me that, you know, could he lead the team at point guard? I don't know. You know, the turnovers are an issue. You know, game after game, we see these mind-numbing turnovers. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what his fit is going forward, but I think it behooves the organization and himself to get that value up and figure out what he can do in D.C. Mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. I I see him most likely being traded before February or – uh, in the all season, I think one of the two is coming up for sure, and there's going to be a lot of roster turnover. Just uh, like there's going to be some some changes here with uh, the command with the uh, not the commanders, but the uh, the commanders are going to get a lot of change later on. But the Wizards, yeah, as far as making some moves across town, so we're going to get into that. Um, but before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Then if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Also, make sure you guys check out Locked On has launched the first ever, ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today and on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. So uh, what, uh, Tom, um, Ted Leonsis had a uh, press conference announcing the uh, move to Virginia, and of course, he was very excited, very jolly, very happy about that. Um, there are some other 
guys on there uh, talking about the pre- talking during the press conference as well. But Ted tweeted out himself at uh, 3.43 p.m. today. He said, this morning, Monumental Sports, along with the Commonwealth of Virginia, the city of Alexandria, and JBG Smith announced the framework of an agreement to create a world-class entertainment district at Potomac Yard anchored by an industry-leading arena for both the Washington Wizards and the Capitals. It also says we are committed to providing a world-class fan experience while continuously evolving our teams, deepening community ties, and solidifying our role as leaders at the forefront of sports and technology. He also says the opportunity to expand to this 70-acre site in Virginia next to industry-leading innovators and a great academic partner would enable us to further our creativity and achieve next-generation leading work, all while keeping fans in the community at the forefront of everything we do. So um, what are your thoughts on that and uh, some of the things he said at the press conference? But what are your thoughts, of course, the move to Alexandria? Um, it's, it's looking like it's, it's certainly going to happen for sure. They said the plans are for 2028. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> he can say whatever he wants, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we all know why he made the move. Um Let's, I guess, let's look at several different perspectives, man. Um, from a business perspective, I get it. Um, I think it's a definitely a good business move for Monumental Sports Network. Um, it is, it is a really good business move. I mean, there's a lot of money in the Commonwealth of Virginia, especially Northern Virginia. Um, he's it's a you know, again, it's a really good business move. I have no problem with that side of it, but um, who's the really the blame? Telion says gets half the blame, obviously. I mean. You know, the taxpayers in D.C. paid for that practice facility where the go-go and the Mystics play. So who's on the hook for that? I think that is really, really a black eye on the community in D.C. because taxpayers had to pay for that and didn't return around and go into Virginia. Um, Is D.C. to blame a little bit? Yeah. I mean, could they have put more money into the surrounding area? Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's here's the thing. There's many people to blame, but. There's only, you know, the people the DC are the ones who are going to get hurt in the end. Because this is, I mean, what is it? It, it is projected that DC City Council is going to lose $25 million because of taxes, man, just by the move to Virginia. So, um, yeah, like I said, from a business standpoint, outstanding decision business-wise. I mean, if I was in this position, I would have made the same move because there's money in Virginia. And with the shopping and everything else that's going to come along with the facilities, there's a lot of money going to be had in Northern Virginia. Absolutely. But looking at other factors, man, I think, you know, this is really bad situation. I think that, yeah, it's a done deal to a certain degree because, but then if you look at the fact that these, these cats got diagrams and everything, we just heard about it a few days ago. And then now they got diagrams, movies and all that. So they've been planning this for a while, man. You know what I mean? Like they got the, the whole sketch artist and everything. So they've been planning this for a minute. But I mean, it's on Ted because is he being a little greedy? Absolutely. But I mean, he's Timo, man. I mean, you know, he's going to do what he has to do to make the most money he can. He's a business owner. So the whole point of owning a business is making money from it. So from a business standpoint, I don't have a problem with it. I get it from a business standpoint. He's doing what he has to do for generational wealth. I have no problem with that. But as far as the people who really lose, it's the, it's the population of Washington, D.C. They lose, man, because, again, they footed the bill for the practice facility. Um they show up, they go to games, regardless of how good the team is. They show support. And, you know, a lot, you know, things should have been done a long time ago about what's going on in the, in the surrounding area, Chinatown, and around Capital One. Something should have been done a long time ago. And then you wait till now, and I ain't going to name drop nobody, but you waited till now to push forward a proposal 
<laughs> right now, I mean, it's it's just a lot of people let them down. And my my heart goes out to Washington, D.C., man. And people that live in Merlin, absolutely, because that makes the trip for people living in Merlin that much longer. Now, obviously, I'm a Virginia dude. Um, I don't live in Northern Virginia. I actually live closer to West Virginia than I do Northern Virginia right now. But I uh, grew up in uh, Lowndes County, Leesburg, Virginia. Shout out to El Tau. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not a bad move business-wise, man, but it's just the timing is what really question. You know what I mean? The timing of it is like, so maybe this opens up for the commanders, whole different sport. I mean, you know, I know we'll talk about it, but it's just, it's tough, man, because, you know, the Washington, D.C. loses again. And at the end of the day, they're the ones who really lose. And that's sad, man. It really is. And you can point the finger to many people, but at the end, D.C. loses because that's a lot of revenue that's leaving the city. And that's an identity right there. You know, that's a team that represents D.C. that is not in D.C. anymore. It's going to be in Virginia. So it's sad. It really is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're they saying that that the uh, Mystics will be playing in Capital One, but yeah. that's just not going to bring – and the, feats are, the seats are not going to be filled at all. Um, that top 400 section is going to be empty. Uh, there's going to be some concerts there still. And uh, the Mystics, I'm not sure if Georgetown is still going to play at Capital One, but just having a big vacant building there, just sitting there and nothing going on is not good for the city. Uh, they definitely will be missing out with Caps and Wizards games. It just brings so much revenue, so many people going to restaurants. You just think about the surrounding areas and jobs and, and just businesses that the Wizards and Caps help, man, just for people coming in there. So it's unfortunate just for the city of D.C. We already see that area gallery place. Chinatown kind of going downhill. We know the McDonald's was closed. Just, you know, a lot of homeless people out there and, and you know, different things going on. So it's unfortunate to see um, two of the big teams for Washington, D.C. to leave that area. Yes, as a business move, it is a smart business move. He's a businessman. He's a billionaire. We know how these owners, you know, make moves and do different things. They're always looking about the money, and that's just how you have yeah. to be as a, as a businessman. So yeah. I understand him looking into it and just looking at the pictures, the graph you talked about, the the drawing and the everything, <laughs> the animation. Like, they definitely have been working working on this. They made the move with Qatar. They made, they changed the name to Money from the Sports. So this definitely was in the works for a while. This is something that Ted really wanted to do. And just listening to the press conference this morning, Ted sounded so excited, man. He sounded super excited. Like he sounded like it was his holiday for sure, announcing this and having this ready to go. Um, the vision, I see it. You know, I think, and he talked about the 70 acres. I do think that's a good thing to have. It's kind of like how football teams are doing now. You look at Dallas, even though, you know, of course, I hate the Cowboys, but, you know, you look at the episode of Hard Knocks where they're flying a drone and you just see the city and just main attractions, restaurants, hotels. Um, different things, different attractions, movie theaters, all kinds of things on that on that campus where that's what Ted wants it to basically look like. Where it's 70 acres, you have you leave the game and you can you can have fun after the game. You can go here and do this and that, uh, whatever things you want to. Of course, they're probably gonna have a casino in the stadium, uh, sports book, all kinds of stuff. Uh, FedEx, they finally got like a fanatics in there. That's something that people can do. So uh, Ted wants people to do things. And that's the thing with the commanders and Landover. You just don't have a lot of stuff where you can leave the game and go to. And I think that's something that Ted really wants wants to happen. You see it's all on the water. So it, it's it's a beautiful scene. It is. It's a beautiful scene. Um, it is further away. It's about 30 minutes further away. It's not super far. It's the northern part of Virginia. So it's not like yeah. dump freeze Virginia or something oh, like that. Lord. <laughs> but um yeah it's a lot of factors into it it's a lot of factors it is unfortunate just thinking about having a team in dc you feel like the team that's in dc dc should be in dc you just think about the history going to the games getting on the metro 
going to Gallery Place Chinatown and just parking down there, going to the games. Um, you know, got people playing music, jazz, go go outside. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen anymore in Virginia. We'll see. So that's some of the things. You're just that atmosphere of being in DC. So um, yeah, it, it is disappointing to see it, but at the same time, I I get the move. And then if you want to get into politics about the mayor not stepping up at the right time, waiting to the last minute, um, some of the things with the decisions on the, on the city, you know, um, Ted asking about upgrades and just kind of some more, more police force down there that was, was a little neglected here and there. So I'm not going to get too much of the political part about it, but yeah, just as far as DC and everything, man, um, you want to see your team be where it is. Yeah. And the commanders are in Maryland. Now, now both teams, the Wizards and Caps, are gonna be in Virginia. So it's like the only team in DC really is the Nats, and, and that's really it. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, I mean, and, and, and one more thing, I'll say, the Mystics being in there, they should stay in the stadium that they're at, yeah. the one in Southeast, because it, it just looks silly with all those empty seats. It makes no sense yeah. to me to put them back in there, and it's just gonna be a, a an echo in there where it's more lively and a, it's just a better scene for the Mystics to be over there. So a, a lot of things that, you know, I agree and disagree with in, in this situation for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you on all points, man. Absolutely. Um, with the, am I a favorite of Mystics being the only team in Captain one? I just don't think mm-hmm. they generate enough to warrant that, man. I think they should be stay where they're at right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting what they do with the Capital one arena. It's really going to be interesting. Um, getting back to, does it make it harder for people to get there? It does slightly. Now, I know that um, Gallery Place was very convenient because most of the lines connected right there. Mm-hmm, so it was yeah. perfect. You know what I mean? So how they approach that is going to be interesting. But people will show up because, I mean, shout out. I see some comments. My, my, shout out to my man, Desan, um, 757, Bad News, um, Hampton, Virginia. Got a lot of family down there. Um, lot People from the area, man, they, they make that, that three-hour drive up here for games, man. Not only Wizards games, but, you know, Nats and Commanders. So people will make the drive. Um, very vibrant fan base down there, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate for DC. It is because just because of the money generated, you know, people in, are already struggling in the city, man. And then you see the fact that more money is going to be lost and jobs lost because, you know, if you're from the city, you know, it's, it, times are hard right now for everybody. You know, can you get over there to work? I mean, you know, mo- most of the people who work at Nats Park or FedEx or Cap One, they live in the surrounding area. So it makes it a little bit tougher for them. So it's just, it's one of those situations, man, where it's going to be a lot of pro and con regardless. And, you know, from a business standpoint, I get it. It's a wonderful business decision as far as Ted Leonsis, but it's going to affect people. And, you know, and this is the thing, man, you know, <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, we'll see. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we can go ahead. Yeah. Are they going to be called the Virginia Wizards? No, they, they'll still be there. <laughs> they don't even sound right. I mean. I mean, some people say bring the Squires back, the Virginia Squires, but I don't, yeah, I, yeah. Nah, I don't know about that, man. Um, <laughs> keep it, keep the Wizards, keep Washington, you know, keep it there, man. So uh, yeah. I guess we'll get in, we'll slide into the comments, man, before before we do. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dave.com. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help, right? That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and help you build credit by selling extra cash advances on time. Because finances can be so irritating and intimidating, right? That's why you need Dave. Dave can make manage your money so much easier with interest-free extra cash advance, fee-free gold tracking, and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Oh, Dave is bank is a banking app that is leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you get up to five hundred dollars and. 
five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's all part of Day's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then sell it up later. Download Dave today at Dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's Dave.com slash locked on NBA. You get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to Dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to Dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. So, yes, sir. All right, let's get to some of these comments here. Of course, uh, some people are a little hostile in here for sure. <laughs> um, James Sheet says you can't bet on players on or against the Wiz because they're, there's a good chance they will get subbed out in the four due to, blow, to a blow. Now, only thing I'm going to say about this, James, is that if you bet on Ingram, he smashed his over for points, like in the third yeah. quarter. He had 32 points in the third quarter, he ended up with 40. If you bet on Trey Murphy, he ended up with 27. So those are the guys, you know, especially looking at Zion being out, it's kind of like who, who who's going to step up when Zion's not out? You know, I think it kind of was self-explanatory there with Brandon Ingram and, and, uh, tr- and Trey Murphy. Uh, McCullum had 22. I didn't look his over under before the game started, so I don't know what he was at. But I I took Jonas Valanciunas double double and win for minus 118 to yeah, for just for him to be the Wizards and get a double double. So that that was pretty darn simple. So yeah, no, for other games, yeah, that is true. There are some times <laughs> where there's blowouts and they take him out. Now even Embiid, he still gets his over on the Wizards whether it's a blowout or not. He got he didn't even play the whole fourth quarter and he still got his over on points. He had what 34 last game, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, man. Um, it's, it, spot on comment. I mean, you know that usually around seven minutes left in the fourth, they're going to put in their reserves, man. But, I mean, that's going to be the MO all year, man. But, yeah, Ingram. I mean, they call it – what do they call Ingram? Um, Cage. Slender, um, yeah, yeah, Kevin Durant light, man. So, mm. I mean, he's just he, – his wingspan, man. I've always been a big fan of Brandon Ingram. But, yeah, um, it's just – I feel like it's the same script, different game. We say that yeah. every game, right? <laughs> that we just, we know what the issues are. It's just there's nothing we can really do about them. You know, rebounding is going to be an issue. Mm. Defense is going to be an issue. So it's just one of those things, man. Yeah. Wes finally got attacked. He finally stood up for his players. So that was different. You know, he showed some emotion and some fire and tenacity. You know, to three some, years. Yeah, I know, right? It was a little, too little, too little. <laughs> now, it was crazy because the, the start of the game, the Wizards were up by, by what, 10 points at the beginning. But we already know how it is. They can get yeah. it by 15, 20, 30 points. It really doesn't matter. They can be up by 20 with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They still find a way to lose the game. Um, but I do like the way they started. Denny was aggressive. Kuz was getting to the basket. He was knocking down some threes. Uh, I do like the start of the game. But, of course, they just don't finish the game well at all. And um, – they they just they just lost the lead and really I want to say right before the half or in the third quarter and the Pelicans never looked back. Um, DMV for life says was at the game live. Noticed two things: Jordan Poole's body language is awful. I was surrounded by Pelican fans; didn't even know they had fans. Yeah, I mean that seems to be the mo with DC Sports right now. I mean I, I know both of us have been to Wizards games, Commanders games, and usually we're outnumbered. I mean <laughs> every time so. Uh, you know, like I said, it is what it is, you know. But I mean, looking at uh Poole's body language, yeah, that, that, again, that continues to be an issue. His body language, and whoo, I'm telling you, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what our relationship is with Jordan Poole going forward as far as organization with him, man. Because the body language, the immaturity is just we got to see more, and we got to see he's, he's got to be better, man. He's got to be better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he uh he's just been super inconsistent. Yeah, he uh he had he made a, a three, a transition three, next thing next play he airballs a three. So that's just kind of the tail of the tape for his season for sure. Um he had one really bad pass to Gafford on an entry pass that was a turnover. Uh and then I did see him miss a layup as well, which turned into a dunk by Herbert Jones. Uh, he ended up with uh, four assists and five turnovers. So he did make a nice pass at Gafford as well for a dunk, but uh, ended up with five turnovers. So, yeah, he'll have some good games, and then he'll have some stretch, stretches of bad games. I know the monumental broadcast, they were talking about him being the number one option, or he's not the number one, Kuz is the number one option, but him being a a guy that teams are really, really game planning for, and they've been more physical with him. He's a guy that is he's not the most physical guy he's more of a lean guy he doesn't really play with a lot of physicality so that's something that he needs to improve on too i'm not i'm not i know he's not going to bulk up and gain like 20 pounds but he definitely should <laughs> be ready for physical because he's talking about how guys have been chipping him off the screen and b- yeah. bumping him off screens it's like that's what you got to be ready for man if you want to be that number one guy and have that green light that he talked about in the all season you got to be ready for People are going to defend you tougher because you are you're not behind staff, you're not behind Clay and yeah, uh, you know Wiggins, Draymond, some other guys that you know got the ball before him as starters. And um, yeah, if you want that green light, he like he talked about the greenest of green lights, you have to be ready for guys that be more physical and account for you, double team you, um, bumping you off the screen, chipping you, all kinds of stuff. So boxing ones here and there you just never know what they're going to throw at you so you know he 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 just has to this is a learning experience for him and uh it's been a tough learning curve for him for sure yeah i mean the thing with pool is that if you want to be that number one option in the future man you've got to learn learn how to utilize the talent around you right you can't be that guy making a play every time down the court john wall was a franchise guy because he utilized the guys around him. How many guys got paid because of J Dub, man? I mean, all the Porter got a contract because of him. I mean, mm-hmm. Bill, he he ate. Barkeith ate. People ate off him because he utilized. He utilized his best assets, which was his speed, and used that to collapse defenses and utilize shooters on the outside. Poole has to learn how to utilize the people on the outside. We got some shooters, man. I mean, yeah, Kisper. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, you got guys who can create for themselves. So, I mean, utilize the personnel around you. Don't feel compelled to have to be that guy to do everything every time you have the ball. And then, you know, and then, you know, that's the thing that comes with young players, man. Young players, um, you know, you come, you came over from Golden State being a very high, so heavy guy, heavy guy. So he's got to learn how to utilize the talent around him. And I see, uh, yeah, people in the comments. <laughs> Diablo, they set, they set screens, man. They've been doing things for him. They've been trying to get him the ball open. You know, he's just been inconsistent, you know. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I, I, I commend him for being more serious. At the beginning of the season, it was kind of him just being joking around and shacking a fool, you know. But now he's been more serious, but he's still, you know, he's just – he's getting some open looks. He's just not knocking them down. So, I don't know what he's watching, man. I mean <laughs> – Yeah. They're, they're trying watching to get him open. What are you yeah. watching, man? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, nothing we said about pool was like – out of the norm that nobody else sees, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the screens. It's, he's not taking things serious, man. I mean, you know, you just – so that's that's what I'm saying about it. He's got to take things a lot more serious, man. Yeah. They, um, he went out there and missed a layup today. You know, that's not about setting screens. It's about him missing a layup. He airballed a three. You know, there's nothing they can do. He, it was a wide-open shot, too. I, I, it wasn't a bad shot. He just went out there and airballed a three. So it's a, lot of it, it's, a lot of it is on him, too. He just, he just has to play better. Um – Let's see here. Uh, some other comments. A lot of comments in here today. 
uh, Tony and Mike on Peach Hour, somebody about the move saying they need to yeah. call them the Arlington Wizards. Yeah, I saw that. A lot of a lot of fans are upset. And about the thing about Virginia people driving to the games and they have a complaint about it. I do commend people like yourself, yeah. Brandon, who have driven the games for Commanders games that are in Maryland, Landover. It's far for you guys. There's a there's a lot. There's a big fan base in Virginia. There's a big yeah. fan base for the Caps, not just the Wizards, but for the Caps and obviously the Commanders. The Commanders uh, training camp facilities in Virginia was in Richmond, and then they moved to Ashburn, and um, you know the whole facility. They they're moving something down to co- to College Park, Maryland. So. Teams in the DMV are making a lot of moves. They're moving. There's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts. But I do commend Virginia residents for driving to the games. You know, so as a as a guy from Maryland, I do get the sentiment because I know a lot of Virginia people are like, oh, why are you guys so upset? Because we've been driving down. But everybody, you know, people loved it when the when the when the skins were in um, RFK. Yeah. You know, just you just had that home yeah. feeling, the vibes and the energy. You know, so that's just kind of what people want to have that homegrown culture feeling having the stadium in D.C. Just having it in Virginia just kind of feels like there's there's a there's a distance there. So I, I kind of get that 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 feeling where people just feel like it's not at home where it's supposed to be. And as far as commuting and driving, if they're winning, people won't care. Yeah, they're going to yeah. make that commute. Yeah. But right now with the team playing like this. People from Maryland and D.C., they're probably like, ah, yeah, I'm not going to make that trip over the bridge, even though it's still not as far as your commute where you've been commuting even when they've been bad coming to Commander's game. So that, that's just my point right there. It's, it's a lot to unpack for sure. But, um, yeah, if if they're winning, then it's not that much of a complaint. If they're going to play like this and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, then I probably won't, I won't get a ticket to a game, honestly. Yeah, I mean, not much really changes. I mean, you add maybe what thirty minutes. I mean, depending mm-hmm. on the traffic is nuts. I get it. I, I take that drop all the time, mm-hmm. and then the traffic is crazy. But I, I mean, it really depends on you. I don't mind. I mean, I drive to Baltimore. I drive to DC all the time to watch games, and I just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a super fan. So I just, so mm-hmm. it, it all depends, man. I mean, I don't think the change is that much to really is going to hamper too much. Uh, the, the factors I was looking at was just like employees. Like I said. Um, mm-hmm. most of the employees at Nats Park when I notice and I talk to them all the time when I go to games, man. A lot of them are from the area, you know. So that th- it doesn't make it harder for people to work there. You know, it may it may be harder, you know. So that's one fact I'm looking at. But as far as being a fan, man, I, it's not gonna be too much extra. And then you know, like you said, you know, people come from the Tidewater area, you know, um Hampton, Newport News, Chesapeake. Um making that drive, man. I yeah, appreciate you. Because I mean that's a heck of a drive up 95, man. So I've I made that drive, man. So um yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, man. I mean, when we get into the grind of it, it's gonna be all right. You know, there's a lot of money to be had, and it's just it's it's difficult because you know in the DMV, you know, you got three different perspectives. You know, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So you know, not everybody's gonna be happy. It's just one of those things where you just got to deal with it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was even thinking myself like when they said the commanders were gonna move, were possibly thinking about getting the stadium in Dumfries. I was like. You know, if I go, I'm I'm probably gonna have to just take the day off on Monday. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to work the next day. I may have to, you know, invest in getting a hotel and stay, and then wake up in the morning and leaving. Because yeah, I, I, it's just hard. I know you make that drive, but it's hard to just after a game make that three hour, four hour, five hour drive sometimes to go back to you know where I'm from, like, you know, PG County, you know, kind of Baltimore area. So yeah, I mean. It's 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 not that bad. I don't think the the move the distance isn't as bad as as people make it to be. I'll yeah. say that. 
Um, but you know, when people hear Virginia, they just get concerned about that traffic, which is a it's a legitimate concern for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. But I, it's not gonna be. It's, like you said, it is not too much of a change. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to deal with that crazy traffic regardless, man, because the Beltway, no matter if you live in Maryland, Virginia, D.C., that Beltway is going to hit you the same, man. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Right. Yeah, um, we are going to all the other comments. Do you think there will be a chance? We can we can answer something like that uh, next next um, next episode about West Unsell Jr. because we're going to do a preview and then just answer some of the comments that we see from here. But yeah, it is tonight. It was really more like talking about the move than the actual games that they got blown out. But uh, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the game with some of these questions that we did not get to go to Jared Butler. I thought he played pretty well tonight. I thought he had yeah. some good moments. Baldwin scored. Uh, let me see. How it, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. Baldwin, he did come off the bench. He had five points. Um, and when the game was over for the most part, um, but we'll talk a little bit more tomorrow from the comments that we didn't get a chance to get to and um, do a preview for the game uh, for the next game. So we just want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening, making lots of your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.